welcome to economic loss practices podcast series uh, last week we had talked about categories of funds under aif regulations uh, today we shall talk about terms of funds and extension of funds terms under indian fund regulations i am vinod joseph a partner in elp's investment funds practice i'm paridhi jain an associate in elp's investment funds practice and this is the second of a series of podcasts where we discuss funds and fund regulations vinod i was drafting a ppm for category 2 aif and got stuck with the extension clause why what happened the client wants the investment manager to have freedom to extend the fund's term as much as the fund manager wants to provided the investors consent to the extension <laughs> unfortunately that would not align with the regulatory position and the regulatory position is that the term of an eif is almost set in stone it cannot be extended by more than 2 years even the 2 year extension is subject to the approval of 2/3 of the unit holders by value of their investment in the eif oh what happens if an eif cannot liquidate its investment by the end of the extended term despite best efforts and good faith in that case the fund manager has three options one option is to make an in specie distribution of the fund's investments which would require the consent of 75% of the unit holders by value of their investment in the fund the second option is to sell the investments of the fund for whatever price they fetch and distribute to investors either of these options must be exercised within the period called the liquidation period which is defined in the aif regulations as one year following the expiry of the fund's term after any extension oh neither of these options sound good that's right remember we are talking of investments which couldn't be liquidated despite the best efforts of the investment manager say uh, the fund has a 30% stake in a tech company which couldn't be sold because the tech company isn't performing well if they are distributed in specie the fund's investors will be left holding 1% or 2% stakes in the tech company what would they do with those stakes who will buy a 1% stake in a tech company which probably isn't performing well which was why the fund couldn't sell its sell its 30% stake in the first place which means a fire sale at whatever price the fund can get is the only practical option hmm. you mentioned three options uh, what's the third option the third option has been newly introduced in the aif regulations with effect from june 15th it involves launching a new close ended scheme called a liquidation scheme and transferring the unliquidated investments to that new scheme the aif would need the consent of 75% of its investors by value to do this the new scheme is exempt from a number of requirements such as the 25% cap on investments in each investee company or the need for each scheme to have a corpus of at least 20 crores or the mandate that each investor in a scheme should invest 1 crore rupees this option sounds promising yes it's almost as good as being able to extend the term of the fund you know last february when sebi issued a consultation paper regarding liquidation schemes it was proposed that descending investors should be given an exit which just wasn't practical and thankfully when the af regulations were amended with effect from june 15th to provide for liquidation schemes the requirement to give descending investors an exit was uh, dispensed with so how will this work in practice let's assume the fund has two unliquidated investments these will be transferred to the new scheme the liquidation scheme 
Yes, the liquidation scheme will have to pay for it. It could pay for it by issuing its units to the seller, the AAF, which would in turn distribute those units to its investors. Which means the investors of the first scheme will receive cash will not receive cash until the liquidation scheme manages to liquidate the two unliquidated investments. So, how does it help? A liquidation scheme helps the AAF get over the blanket ban on an extension of its term. What if the liquidation scheme manages to issue units for cash to a bunch of investors and uses that cash to buy the two unliquidated investments? That just won't happen. Remember, there were no takers for the two unliquidated investments in the first place. So it's very, very unlikely that a bunch of investors will pay cash to facilitate the purchase of the two unliquidated investments in the first scheme. Further, Regulation 29A, Sub-Regulation 6 says that the liquidation scheme of an AIF shall not accept any fresh commitment from any investor and shall not make any new investment. The liquidation scheme is as good as extending the term of the first scheme, right? But why won't the regulator allow AIFs to extend their terms directly? Well, my guess is as good as yours. The regulator is probably worried that if a close-ended fund can extend its term indefinitely, the meaning of close-ended would be lost. Mm, Okay, got it. Can I draft the PPM to say that the AIF can extend its term for two years at the discretion of the investment manager? I'll not say anything about getting the approval of two-thirds of its unit holders. Nevertheless, any extension of the term would need two-thirds unit holder approval. So you might as well state in the PPM that the AF can extend its term for two years subject to the approval of two-thirds of the unit holders by value. What if the PPM is silent regarding any extension? Can the term be extended by two years then? I would say yes. That's because Regulation 13.5, which talks of a two-year extension with two-third unit holder approval, does not say it's subject to the terms of the PPM. But every PPM I've read has a clause saying that the AIF can extend its term for two more years, subject to approval of two-thirds of the unit holders by value of the investment in the AIF. That's also true. Lawyers who draft the PPM like to play it safe. So I'll tell the client that AIF's term cannot be invested, uh, cannot be extended at the investment manager's discretion. Also, do tell the client about the Urban Infrastructure Venture Capital Fund case. Urban Venture Capital Fund was a VCF registered under the old VCF regulations. Urban's term expired in June 2015, but investments of over a thousand crore were yet to be liquidated and repaid to investors. Urban's investment manager felt that liquidation of investments or even an inspecie distribution of investments would result in substantially depressed realization from the investments and would not be in the interest of the investors. So, the consent of more than 75% of the investors was obtained for an extension of the tenure of the scheme till December 31st, 2016. After that, Urban made further distributions to its investors and kept making all efforts to liquidate the balance of its assets. However, SEBI ruled that Urban was in breach of uh, the VCF regulations. In SEBI's view, a scheme that had invited investors to invest by promising a definite lifespan could not be permitted to continue to exist in perpetuity only on the ground that any exit that may be provided to the unit holders may not be profitable to them at the time of their exit. SEBI opined in its order that the PPM contained disclosures of adequate and material risk factors and the investors in the scheme were sophisticated since every investor had invested a minimum of Rs. 1 crore. 
Thus, according to SEBI, it was reasonable to infer that they had invested in the scheme, knowing very well the associated risks involved in a real estate scheme and were aware that there was a possibility of loss. So SEBI ordered Urban to ensure that the scheme was wound up by providing an exit to its investors within a maximum period of three months from the date of its order. Oh, that's interesting to note. But Urban was a VCF. Uh, we are talking of AIFs here. Well, Regulation 23.1 of the VCF regulations is similar to Regulation 29.1 of the AIF regulations. Regulation 23.1 of the VCF regulations provides that a scheme of a VCF set up as a trust shall be wound up when the period of the scheme, if any mention of the PPM, is over. However, unlike in the case of AIF regulations, the VCF regulations do not provide for any extension whatsoever of the term of a VCF, even with the consent of investors. So what source for the goose will be source for gander too? Yes, I don't expect SEBI to have a different view for AIFs than what was expressed in the urban case. So there is no way the AIF can extend its term beyond two years after expiry of the original term? Actually, there is. If the AIF is a large value fund for accredited investors, it can extend its tenure beyond two years provided the PPM says so. Hmm. A large value fund for accredited investors is one where LP is an accredited investor and invests not less than 70 crores rupees. Well, this client doesn't fall in that category, so that's not applicable. Yeah. Uh, do you know if the fund were to be set up in Gift City, it would be possible for the fund's term to be extended for more than two years after expiry of the original term? Oh, really? Yes. In the case of venture capital schemes, close-ended restricted schemes and special situation funds. An extension of tenure requires the approval of two-thirds of the investors by value and an extension of term beyond two years may be considered with the express consent of the investors provided an exit is provided to descending investors. Maybe considered? Maybe considered by whom? Well, the IFSCS FME regulations don't spell it out. The expression may be considered appears four times in the IFSCS FME regulations. Thrice, this expression is used in the context of an extension of the tenure. In the fourth instance, in a different context, the phrase may be considered by the authorities used. In the context of an extension of tenure, if we interpret the words may be considered to mean may be considered by the authority, then it's as good as having to seek the IFSCS permission to extend a scheme's term after having obtained the express approval of investors and given an exit to descending investors. So I would like to interpret the expression may be considered to mean that the FME may consider if an extension is in the general interest of the scheme and its investors. That makes sense. Yeah. Thanks, Paridi. And with that, we come to the end of this podcast. We shall be back soon with more podcasts on Indian regulations for investment funds. Thank you very much. Thank you.